0: Two moms, two marketers, two women new to the financial industry. They have a lot of questions. That's why they're bringing in financial experts to educate all of us. Here on A Penny or Two for Your Thoughts. Hey, everyone. It's Chantel. Hey, guys. It's Liz. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Big announcement. This is our sixth episode. Six
1: episodes in. I mean, I think it's pretty awesome. And today we have like a live studio audience
0: oh but, we do i mean
1: we've got we've got we've two got people the VIPs. <laughs> we do we've got our intern megan here and she's not an
0: intern anymore nope nope she agreed to stay yeah i think the duct tape and a uh, gorilla glue discussion i know kind of stuck. she really wanted <laughs> to be part of what i did there <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. This live studio is making us have have jitters. Um, I also brought a guest today. Uh, my son, my 15 year old, who when you talk about like what you do for a living. Uh-huh. OK, so my my husband is a teacher and they'll say, hey, um, yeah, we know dad's a teacher. We have we have no idea what you're doing. So I'm like, I'm going to be so cool today. Let's bring him and he'll see that we do the something." This so
0: that's so cool, and he's looking yeah, at. Right he's now, like going, really, he's slouching into that couch yeah. further and further. Like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, that's that's my mom. Stop that's my mom. Talking. I have to claim her. Yeah. You're gonna leave the building before I am. I will walk out. Yes. You will pick me up a block away <laughs> and drive me home. <laughs> yeah, stop talking straight mom. home. You're embarrassing everybody in the world that's listening to this. Yep. Don't pass go. Yeah, Don't collect your two hundred dollars. Just drive yes. me home. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. it's happen. Well, we're glad that you guys are here. And we're glad to have our guest today yes. as well.
0: Yes, we've got an awesome guest. He tells the best dad jokes. I mean, you guys thought mine was probably pretty good at the beginning of this. His are the best. Um, he's always walking the centrist halls with a smile. He's been involved in the car business since 1997. That's a long time. He worked at a dealership until 2012. He's been a part of the centrist family for eight years. Please welcome to the podcast our vice president of indirect lending, Rick Seaman thank you ladies hey hello
2: hi happy to be here good
1: you guys are
0: a hoot to watch i'll start
1: with that (laughs) well good i'm glad they're listening and not watching right now
0: well (laughs) hoots are part of the owl and owls are wise so maybe he's saying wow where did you pull that i'm not really sure that was a stretch (laughs) It, it was a stretch yes a big stretch
1: uh studio audience
0: did you like that one okay good, good. okay we're, we're getting good. nods we're <laughs> getting <laughs> nods oh jace just snuck down even further into that yes, couch oh yes. boy i'm sorry oh. rick so you're here
1: you're here with us today to talk about all things car buying car lending all the things that you are a subject matter expert on so talk us through where you've been how, where how has your career led you here to Centris and and what you're what you're doing today
2: well, you know, after graduating high school, um, I never had many plans. I went into a car dealership and they hired me to sell cars and couldn't have been the better move for right out of high school for myself, um, worked my way up through the car dealership. Um, we bought a new car franchise for the dealership we worked for. So it was a good learning experience, seeing the growth going into measuring parking lots and everything that actually goes into selling cars and servicing cars. Um, from there, I had two daughters that, Grew up in front of my eyes, and work-life balance became more important to me than, than a paycheck. Yep. yep. Um, so at that moment, I knew I wanted to stay in the auto industry because um, it's all I knew, and it's it's where my blood is. Uh, so I was I started reaching out to you know industry leaders that I knew and asking them what my next choice or avenue would be. And a company out of California called CU Direct was hiring a dealer rep for Iowa and Nebraska. Uh, what CU Direct does is it allows car dealerships to communicate with local credit unions for auto financing, among other things, but that's their their bread and butter. Um, they took a chance on me and uh, you know I worked with them for just under two years with Centris Federal Credit Union, uh, being our, our biggest client here in Nebraska, grew um, great relationships with Centris over those two years. And when the previous vice president of indirect lending moved on, um, they asked me to move over and uh, it was, the rest is history. So it was not knowing that you were kind of built for a position and, and not trying to toot my horn or anything, but it seemed like everything led to that moment uh, yep. to be able to serve our members and, you know, the Omaha metro area.
0: And you should toot your horn, Rick. You're doing great things at Centris. Yeah, Thank you.
1: Absolutely. I think I would echo the sentiment that you said earlier. When you walk through the halls, you always either have a tie on or a jacket. You're just totally got the look Mm -hmm. but you've got a smile on your face all the time I think that is one of the best things you were one of the first people I met coming to centrist and it was like oh it was so nice to have that welcoming feeling
2: Uh, I always say if you can't have fun you can't have anything so
0: that's great. great great way to live
1: great way to live
0: so for our listeners what I mean we've talked about this just kind of In between the three of us before, but the current buying environment with cars, I mean, we drive by the dealerships, there's not many things on the lot, not many cars on the lot. You know, what's, you know, what do they need to know about the current buying environment?
2: Well, that's one crazy thing about the auto industry or about any industry. History repeats itself. Well, we've never had this kind of history before, so there's really nothing to draw off of other than maybe cash for clunkers in the 2008 recession, but there's still not very many similars between the two. Um, yeah, you know, at the beginning of COVID, everybody thought nobody was going to be buying cars and they were going to be staying home and buying TVs. So they switched the production of the chips for the cars over to TVs and electronics, not knowing that it actually was going to create a shortage in the automobile industry. And that's where we are today. Um, you know, dealers at the beginning of COVID were doing everything they could to get rid of cars. If they could go back in time, they would have been buying these cars because, Cars are depreciating assets Um, right now. They're still appreciating assets at this point. So, you know, the the going from lot to lot to lot to drive car after car after car to find the perfect one for you um, is, is, is a thing of the past for now.
1: What are those consumers that are out there? I mean, if you're looking for a car right now, what do you need to know? What are like the things you should be taking in with you or being prepared for just because it is so different?
2: couple things I would be pre-approved for the loan so when you do find the car you want you you know you can buy that car at that time um, second thing if you find the car you want buy it if you go home to think about it there's somebody else that looked at it yesterday and wanted to think about it and it's coming back today to buy it so keep that in your mind and it doesn't mean the dealers selling it from underneath you they have lines of customers to buy these cars at this point in time um, trying to get as many as they can to help their customers uh, so if you find that car be ready to buy it. Be prepared to buy it. Yeah.
1: One of the things you were talking to us about was in the past, you had months maybe mm-hmm. to really research and go mm-hmm. to several different lots and talk to many d- different dealers. And now it's you go in that day, you better be prepared. Is that is that true?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The the old buying cycle, Dave said it was about six months. You know, you would start by asking friends and family and then you would go online maybe to an auto trader car gurus um centrist auto smart is a, is a great free site as well um and then from there you would maybe then pick two or three models and go to those three franchises you know maybe a ford a chevy and a dodge drive those vehicles go home do a little more research and then start your financing process um any more of those are all one done together you know you're you're either You know you need a car so you're getting approved before you go in or you're going to the dealership finding the car and and letting them land you with the best lender they have available
0: i think that you kind of used a keyword there people that need a car Mm -hmm. um it used to be one of those huh yeah suppose i kind of want a new car Mm -hmm. i suppose i could go look that's kind of a thing of the past too you're finding people who are now car shopping are really maybe more in the need category versus
2: want yeah. Yeah. I mean, lease is coming up, put you into that yeah. kind of have to buy, but generally buying your lease right now out is a better option than giving it back to the the leasing company, because there is, like I said, the residuals were set years ago before we knew the book values were going to go up. Um, but yeah, I think the people that just wake up one day and decide they want a new car because they're tired of the one they're driving, um, they're, they're they're not out just buying cars. I mean, not only is there a shortage of cars, but as we all know, the feds are in, in, increasing the interest rates as Mm -hmm. we go on right now so as prices of vehicles continue to go up and interest rates go up I mean payments are higher it's kind of hard to replace what you have in your driveway um with anything newer or nicer and keep an affordable payment yeah
0: Yeah.
1: we were talking about those letters that we're getting like hey we want your car yep great but I'm not gonna have (laughs) a car to drive then so how's that gonna work out for me you
0: want my car I want my (laughs) car car.
1: (laughs) 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 yeah so that's definitely the environment for sure um
0: so i know like in the past there was a a chip shortage is that still an issue today i you
2: you see all kinds of different philosophies on the chip shortage, but yeah they are still trying to produce the, the the chips um from what i understand and i'm not an expert on chips i'll tell you that right now maybe auto lending but not chips um some of the resources that go into the chips need to be mined and with COVID and mine shutting down and the whole world going recluse for a little bit there. I think it just, it's created a a shortage. It's a stockpile shortage. So yeah, I, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about new car production and how many millions of cars they were down. And state and even if they would come back and, and and ramp production up to 90%, if it was possible without COVID breakdown, shutting down the, the factories, which is still happening. Um, you gotta remember all the rental car companies and all these leasing vehicles, rental car companies, um, GE Capital for their employees. There's all these fleet vehicles that need to be filled too, that just aren't filled. Chances are, if you've rented a car recently, it's been an older vehicle with higher mileage than what you're used to. Um, those car have to be filled too. So the world we're in right now with this new car shortage is going to be here until, in my prediction, late 24, maybe early 25. Wow. Wow.
1: It is, it's incredible to think how things have changed so drastically. I guess if you if you could step back or if you could answer this now, is there a better time of the month to purchase a vehicle? Is there something that our, our listeners should be like, oh, okay, I need to I need to do that now. I mean, again, we know it's, if you go in today, you're probably going to need to do it today, but is there a better time in the month or is that kind of a, a myth
2: from the past? You know, it used to be at the end of the month, yeah. you know, manufacturers um, pay their car dealers for how many new cars they would sell on the lot. And if maybe a dealer was a couple short of hitting their goal. They would pass those savings on to the next customer that came in at the end of the month to not give that money away. They're not in those circumstances now they're, literally selling cars off of trucks they have coming in three weeks. Uh, people show up, say, I'll take the car. The car shows up in three weeks. They call them, have them come in and, and buy and buy the car, do the paperwork, and take it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but you know, if you find a dealership that you feel comfortable with and working with, work with them to know when the vehicle you're looking for will be coming in and put your name on the list and be ready for it. Now, sometimes people don't show up to get those cars and you can be on the waiting list and maybe get bumped up. I think those are few and far between, but I have heard it happening.
0: Yeah. Wow. I never imagined we'd be in this kind of state with cars. Yeah. Mm. It's one thing when you go to buy like the latest, I don't know, video gaming system and you have to be put on a list to get it. But for a car, that's that's incredible.
1: I think for for. For me, I like to see Mm -hmm. and touch and all the things. Like, I don't know if I would be prepared to buy something that I'm looking online, a car of that value, (laughs) and just say, okay, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Right, because what if the cup
0: holders suck? (laughs) You can't have bad cup holders. deal.
1: Like, I can't.
2: I mean, Sears and Roebuck tried to sell… Automobiles out of a magazine. I want to say back in the seventies because they thought nobody wanted to go to dealerships anymore. And nobody were going to want to deal with salespeople, and it failed miserably. Exactly what you said, Chantel. People want to touch the vehicles, yeah. feel the vehicles. You know, there's a saying: nothing seals the deal like the feel of the wheel, and that's missing <laughs> right now in the current uh, you know environment. I think. Did
1: you
0: hear that? Yeah, I did. There? I did like it. I <laughs> like it. Have to keep that one in the memory bank. Um. So what I see Jace sitting over there, and Jace is 15. He's about ready to get behind the wheel, if he hasn't already. Uh, oh, yep. Well, there's I'm that nervous, the, nervous. I see the nervous tick yes. happening. So he has gotten behind the wheel a couple times. Yes. But he's technic- he'll be a first-time car buyer when he's ready to get a car. What do they need to be prepared for? What are some things for them to think about?
2: Start saving your money. Um, you know, a first-time car buyer, if you're trying to finance something, is one of the tougher more tough circumstances, more tough, tougher <laughs> circumstances to be in, uh, you know, unless you have a, a co-signer or, you know, a parent, grandparent to help you out yep. on there. But, uh, you know, back in when you politely put it earlier, 97 was a long time ago. Uh, when I started <laughs> selling cars, you know, people would come in and say they wanted to spend $1,500, 2000 on a car for their kid. And I'd always be like, really? You want to put your kid in a 1500 to $2,000 car? You know I mean? Bad brakes, bad tires. This is your kid, right. you know? Fast forward now, many years later, as you put it, Liz, um, the kids now, I mean, if you're a you know, seven, eight, $9,000 car, or those 15,000 yeah. to $2,000 cars of the past. So where does that go? I mean, you know, one thing I will say, cars are a lot safer now than they were in 97. So all the safety features, you know, all manufacturers are producing great cars. So the cars go two hundred and three hundred thousand 300,000 miles anymore now. So I long answer to your question is I would start saving money now if I was a 15-year-old looking to buy a car in the next, you know, everybody thought everybody was going to ride sharing, but then COVID ended that for now. You know, nobody wants to share a car with anybody. Nobody wants to share anything with anybody. They want their own stuff.
1: All I heard you say was save money. I don't know if I can say that enough, kids. Save your money. No? Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) So you talked a little bit earlier about you know, finding the right dealer and, and kind of where that car might be at for you. But how do you find the right lender?
2: How do you find the right lender? Uh, well, generally, wh- whoever your primary financial institution is, um, is where I would start, um, you know, but also local credit unions and tough times, like recent, oh, in all times, actually, but definitely in tough times. They're there for their members. They're not there for their stockholders. Uh, so they still have a great offering for auto rates, um, They're still going to be there to help you with the higher advances because, you know, trying to get a car under NADA or JD Power Blue Book now is is very tough. So I would say start with your local credit union.
1: Very good. Good advice.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a relationship with you. They know you. They might know your kids. You've probably had your savings account there for the majority of your life. And Mm -hmm. instead of making a decision just on a credit score and, you know, things have happened to people over the last couple of years with COVID, they know that and, and they're there to work with you.
0: You're good well, good things i'm learning 97 really wasn't that long ago it wasn't i mean i was very well alive during that time. <laughs> long time in fact the huskers
2: were still good then
0: they were yes that was the good the good old days Yes, what yes. i would That's... like to say but not old because nobody in this room is old right nobody um <laughs> me so I know we've done a lot of talking about cars, but something else that you um, kind of have your hands in is the boats, motorcycles, RVs. I know we did kind of a fun campaign with you at the beginning of the year when with um, issues So kind of talk to us about that. So what are some things that um, people should take into consideration when they're purchasing those? Is there a good time of year to be buying those?
2: You know, if you're going to buy a motorcycle, you'll probably get a better deal in the winter here in Nebraska when people can't, can't ride them, but you wouldn't be able to ride it either. But prices are generally a little better then. Um, nice thing is the chips didn't really affect the motorcycles, boats and RVs as much um, a different effect had on the RVs though, when everything shut down for COVID people then moved to the outdoors. And so they went to buy the campers and filled up all the campgrounds and all that. So the camper stores have seen a great success through all this COVID with and it's good for everybody to get back out in nature, I feel. But best time to buy a camper would be when Bishes and Centrist does their camper sales at the beginning of the year. Um, best time to buy a boat is, well, if you ask the guy selling it, it's the day he's selling it because mm-hmm. everybody that buys a boat is happy the day they sell it as well. Yeah. Um, and then RVs is, you know, like I said, that's that's the beginning of the year when they have the Omaha Boat and, and Camper Show.
1: Very good. As, you, as we go into – uh, continuing to, to look at what the future of, of car buying looks like. Are there any misconceptions from the past that that still remain true or anything that you would give our listeners a hint on?
2: You know, re- research the vehicle, you know, research your lender, know who you're doing business with. Um, one of the things that always drove me crazy is, you know, the old adage, if i are paying cash, you get a better deal. You know, that, that's not true anymore. You know, I mean, there's lots of lenders out there that are, that are trying to get the car loans from the auto dealers. So in that case, I mean, we offer incentives in order to get the loans and to help our members get the best service there as well too. So, um, you know, go in, let the dealership do their thing. Um, They're not there to hurt you. The internet has made everything transparent. You know, they're there to sell a car. You're there to buy a car. Centris is there to finance a car. We all need each other.
1: Absolutely. And you can go in pre-approved. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, beauty I think that I learned from you at the beginning of our relationship working together is go in pre-approved it's going to cut down your time at the dealer it's going to make it easier for you and the dealer just to get things moving keep things moving and
0: then you can then you know what you can afford right absolutely you're not buying a car and then realizing after you have to go you know put the plates on it that you can't afford it anymore Mm
2: -hmm. and that's one great thing that centrist does for their members is we partner with cuddle um, credit union direct lending and then we have what we call our smart approval it's not you might be approved on a car. You put in the application. It goes through our underwriting team. They give you the approval. They give you a certificate that's good at 99% of the dealerships here in the Omaha metro area. You go to the dealership, you find the car you want, give them your first name, last name, social security number, pulls up the credit application you would already did. All the dealer has to do is what they're selling you the car for, put in the system. If you're putting money down, if you have a trade in. Goes back to the underwriting system uh, to our underwriting team. They you do the paperwork at the dealership, take the car home that day, and 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 the dealership and centrist does everything for you behind the scenes. Another great thing, you know, the payment before you go in, especially if you already knew the car you're going in to buy. You know, i seen it time and time again. You know, people drive in and a 1997 Chevy Cavalier, you know, that pulls to the right. They smoked a pack of cigarettes in a day and they fall in love. The first thing they drive is a $50,000 car and they fall in love with it. Of course, it's better than what they drove in. They can't afford a $650 payment. They wanted to be 350, but now they can't live without that car. They talk themselves into it. Three months later, they're in trying to trade it, but they can't get out of the car. And then it hurts their credit situation. So knowing your payment before you go in, it, let you buy the car that you can afford also that you want.
0: Very good. Good advice. That's great advice. So, kind of on that advice realm, we like to do this segment called a penny or two for your thoughts. Weird that that ties to the title of the podcast, but
1: <laughs> you're super creative we're around here. Very <laughs> creative.
0: That's why we're in marketing. That's why they hired us. Um, so penny or two for your penny or two for your thoughts, Rick. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you want to leave the listeners with? What's one thing that you could tell them as far as advice goes when it comes to buying a car?
2: The advice I would give when buying a car is don't get into too much car. You know, buy the car that you can afford. At the end of the day, it's point A to point B transportation. Um, it's to keep your livelihood and your credit going because you're going to have to work. you got to get to doctor's appointments. Um, and if you are going in to buy a car, get pre-approved before you go in and buying a car. Know the facts of the loan before you get there
0: great information that is great information great advice thank you so much rick for sitting down chatting with us for dropping the good jokes and being a good sport about the 97 i
1: yeah can't
0: believe i did that mm. do you
1: I'm do never you, gonna live that down yeah are you okay like with it
0: i'm or? yeah i think i'll be okay
1: do you want to like tell a dad joke before i mean do you want to end on a really yeah. good
0: dad joke what's well, like a good dad joke you could tell our listeners um, well,
2: I found out after 20 years of marriage that my wife still thinks I'm sexy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Every time I walk by her, she says, what an ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and folks, it's been great doing yes. this podcast for everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening.
0: <laughs> on one note, you are a Husker fan, so we are getting ready to go into that season. So
2: yeah. I, I drank the Kool-Aid again.
0: Yep, I did too. <laughs> I know we had Ash on, on the last podcast and... You, you and I both know what what that brings. So You
2: can't help everybody. <laughs>
0: no, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, we've got a lot of subject matter experts at Centris. And if you have any questions you'd like to ask them, just send those our way at penny for your thoughts at centrisfcu.org. And if you don't want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, rate and review to help share the wealth. Also, be sure to follow Centris on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn for more great financial information. You can also visit our website at centrisfcu.org or just give us a call at 402-334-7000. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Media Production.